Father, speak through your servant and bless your people. Let them entrance of your word bring light and give us understanding. Jesus' name. Amen. When we begin a year like this, we have a lot of very impressive themes. And ourselves as individuals, churches have impressive themes. And ourselves as individuals also have our aspirations and visions and what we want to see by the time the year ends. I can say to the glory of God that at least, at least, I'm not even go far. The last 10 years, everything I have set my eyes to do, my eyes on to do in every year has happened. In most cases, beyond my widest imagination. But I came to a realization that having a theme for a year or having aspiration for a year or a dream for a particular year or a vision for a particular year and fasting and praying about it does not mean it will happen. I believe that there are a set of behaviors that must back your dream, that must back your vision, that must back your aspirations, and that must back your prayer and fasting. Success, like I told you the last time, is a combination of the grace of God and the right set of behaviors. God gave us the Garden of Eden and told us to work it and keep it. I said last Sunday, the white people have really been working it and keeping it. Even after the fall of man, the white man in his own way has been able to create his own Eden. So you travel into a white man's country and the things you see there and what they have done for themselves. They don't pray like us. They don't fast like us. But that command God gave, work it and keep it. They've been working it and keeping it. The little that we have to do, that little work we have to do, we have turned it into fasting and prayer, and we want God to work it so that we will keep it. But you see, when on the, on the sixth day, what did God do? He created man, and after the seventh day, he did what? He rested. So, since God went into resting, he has left the working it and keeping it to you. Are you here? He has worked the work in it and keeping it to you. So, I, I, I said something some time ago that you don't pray. I, 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 I want to remember, remember, remember my own quotation. There's something I said some time ago, I put on Facebook, that you don't pray instead of working, but rather you work and then you pray that the work of your hands, that, the, that you, God will bless the fruit of your labor. Are you here? So what I'm doing with this New Year series, which I'll try to conclude today, is to try to get you to work it and keep it. If you have a dream, work it and keep it. If you have an aspiration, work it and keep it. Back it with fasting and prayer. It gives you an added advantage. When I'm competing with an unbeliever for a certain contract, okay, 
My fasting and prayer will give me an added advantage. But it is my working it that will give me, that will translate my advantage into reality. The poorest group of Christians are those who pray the most and that's the charismatics. We, we make small money, we build one big church and all our branches are meeting under sheds and we say we are successful. So we see one headquarters big church and every branch is in some small corner and we say we are successful. Meanwhile, there are orthodox churches that have built thousands of buildings and their branches are mega buildings. Are you here with me? So I want to teach you something. You can call this applied theology. <laughs> or practical theology. Something you can take from God's work, work and make it work. On, on, on Sunday, for instance, I'll be teaching you on the nine types of heart, the ten types of hearts that can make or, or make your marriage. By not only your marriage, by your entire life. And it is from the Bible. And it will help you. Now, this topic, the 12 new year attitude that can determine you, your end of year attitude. I've already shared six with you. Because of time, I'm not going to go through all the six. So I'm starting from the seventh. The seventh. So, audiovisual, thank you. Did I say the six with you on Sunday? I did, I did, yeah, I did. If you allow Satan to steal the message from your heart, I'm not going to go over again to remind you. <clears throat> I hear with me. So, the seventh attitude that will determine your attitude at the end of the year, the seventh new year attitude that will determine the end, your end of year attitude is what I call the fantasy chasers attitude. The fantasy chasers attitude. Proverbs 28 and the verse 19 from the NIV. He who works his land, he who does what? Works his land will have abundant food. But the one who chases fantasy will have his field of poverty. <laughs> now, now, you see, the definition of fantasy is already here. He who works his land he who works his land will have abundant food. But he who chases fantasy will become poor. Now, one of the major causes of, of poverty is fantasy. You don't work, but you believe God will bless you. You don't work, home, but you are imagining yourself in some, in some car. You, are, you, you don't work home. But you are lying down looking at yourself becoming bigger than Bishop T.C. Affair. Hey, I have worked my land. I have abundance of food because I have worked my land. Even when the land was unplowed, I plowed it Planted my seeds, waited in hunger and in patience for my food. I was not 
lying in bed, fantasizing. Life is not a Cinderella movie. Life is not a Disney world. No, no, no. I just realized that my 12-year-old daughter, she's, she's going to be, she's 11 now. When I say 12, she said, you don't know my age. I said, I want you to grow fast. She's, she'll be 11 this year. I've even realized that she doesn't like watching Disney channels anymore. Watching Disney Those are the people, you know the movies they, they like. Movies that do not exist anymore. That is not real in life. They want some princess, some poor girl was, was passing. And then a prince from nowhere spotted that poor girl and married that poor girl and they sat in a carriage of 50 horses. And, and, and then suddenly the girl became rich and servants were serving the girl. See, those movies are no longer popular. Are you but people? You see, you you real life is not that kind of thing. Real life is you working your land, working your land. It is work, labor, working hard. I've said it here before, and I want to repeat it again. That I discovered that if you work eight hours a day consistently for eight years, you prosper. Even if you are pulling track on the, in the market, you are a track pusher in the market. Even if you are selling ice water by the roadside and you do it consistently, eight hours a day for eight years, you will become successful. Are you here? So, if you want to hit a certain height by the end of this year. Stop chasing fantasy. Success will not happen to people. People happen to success. Success do not come looking for you in your bedroom. Success is sitting down in an office or in a classroom or in the market. Waiting for you. Work for it. Success is not working hard today and tomorrow not working hard. Then you leave it. But do you know why there's a retirement in life? The reason for retirement at 60 and above is to let you know that when you are below 60, your time to labor and work. People who have no work don't eat. Yeah? Oh, me, I don't have work. I am not working. I've heard people who consistently say that. Who pay tight? I am not working. They're making contribution to so uniform. I am not working. We are making contribution to buy something for church. I am not working. We are making family contribution to bury your own father and your own mother. I am not working. But who told you that 
everybody sat down and said, I am not working, and suddenly they started working. You are not working not because there is no job. You are not working because you don't want to work. I am telling you, if you truly want to work, you would walk into a construction site even if you have. I just, I just read a story of a guy who has finished university first class doing construction whilst he's waiting to get his dream job. The guy who started selling bread, A1, then he started laughing at him, finished university, was not getting a job, started breaking bread. Today he exposed that bread. What is the meaning of there are no jobs? And I'm not working. They, they, I am not working. So please, stop chasing fantasy. Stop thinking that success will happen to you. Fantasy is there. It's imagining that success will happen to you. But success do not happen to people. People happen to success. And if you have an opportunity to work, work as if your entire life depends on it. Are you here? I want to have a church of people who are hard workers. But when you are helping the person, you know that you are not putting water in a basket. I sacked one lady from Accra Business School and she stopped church. Started saying things. I gave her a scholarship. And every day you come to church, you come to. Every day, every weekend, she's coming late. Friday late. Saturday late. One weekend in a month. Late. And then now she stopped coming to church on Sunday. Then when you ask her, it's so all because of school. Of school, one day, you know how, how I sat there. I just chanced on her lectures were going on, and she was not in the lectures, was coming from one of the classrooms. Say, What happened? Why, why are you here? Going to do handwriting of her assignment. She was giving an assignment, and the lecturer was expect, inspecting it, and she hadn't done it. So she ran one of the classrooms to go and do assignment by handwriting. Said, I made a mistake. Have given you the scholarship. You're not serious in life. You want success to happen to you, but you must happen to success. Whatever you see me do, I happened to it. It didn't happen to me. Are you here with me? God bless you. Number two, number seven, number eight, sorry. The crowd followers attitude. The crowd followers attitude. The crowd followers attitude. Exodus 23, verse 2. Do not follow the crowd in doing wrong. Do not follow the crowd in doing wrong. In doing wrong. Now, listen. The fact that everybody is doing it does not mean you should do it. There are two C's that separates the successful person from the, from the failure. Conviction and the crowd. You are either following a conviction or you are following a crowd. When I started running short courses, the mission statement of the short course was that um, quality, affordable, short-term training. But I had people, then uh, we were called affiliate. We became suddenly successful. Then I had people who came with training programs to me. Oh, man of God, we can run this. Any of the programs that I, was suggested to me, 
that did not fall into the category of quality, affordable, short-term. Sometimes it was quality, but not affordable. Sometimes it was quality and affordable, but it was not short-term. I did not take it. Sometimes it was short-term, but not quality. I did not take it. Quality, affordable, short-term training. And so I did not follow that. I, people will come to me and say, oh, this training organization is doing this. And they have gotten this big company. And they are training their staff. And they have gotten this school. And they are training their staff. Let's also do the same. I said, quality, affordable, short-term training. I kept my conviction. It brought me focus. It brought me focus. And as a result of that focus, this is where I am today. Today, somebody says this, and then you follow. Today, another person, let me show you, I don't, I'm not sure I remember all, but let me show you the 70s that can break your focus. That can break your focus. Number one, talking. What people say. If you follow what people say, you break your focus. When mommy and I moved to the Sprinters Road, what we even heard our friends saying at our back. Hmm. At some point, eh, we disconnected from everybody. We disconnected from even our family members. We disconnected. We're squatters here. And the things people were saying, hey, go and sit with your affair. Man has... has has missed the will of God. It's missed the will of God. Go and see how he's suffering. Go and see he and his wife. What to even eat they don't have. If I followed what people were saying. If Elisha had followed what people were saying about the intention of Elijah. That missed the double portion. People talk. Oh, people talk. Have you heard? Do you know that your master will be taken away from you today? Some of you would have been very offended. But the man is traveling today and I've been working with him and he did not tell me. Oh, so I meet daddy every day and he had this intention and he didn't tell me, somebody else told me. He would have been offended. Don't follow what people say. Number two. Don't follow trends, trends, trends. This is what everybody is doing. Don't follow it. <laughs> now, 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 eh? Fashionable for any small boy without any anointing. Live broadcast, live Facebook live, and pretend as if they are big. Has become fashionable, and then I, uh, I can see somebody in the room suffering from this. The Lord here, and then they are sharing testimonies. I said there was a guy on Facebook. His name, he has a Bishop Doctor, so and so and so. One day I was in my office, but even me, I thought he was a very successful guy, and he has gotten somebody who can. So the bishopric gowns for him. And the way the guy appears with the kind of hair, his hair, oh, the guy, the guy was 
good with branding. Hey, serious. But one day I was told somebody was looking for him. And the guy came. I knew I found this guy. First he came, had three phones. And then he put them on my decks. Then crossed his leg before me. And he said, one of my sons, somebody I ordained years ago, had offended him, fighting over a girl. So when he finished telling me his story, it wasn't a story I was interested in. It was a very bad story. Very, very bad story. Ungodly. My interest was taught in that story. I didn't know how I was going to solve that problem. I, I honestly didn't have the capacity to solve that perversity. Even if I did, I wasn't going to waste my time on that. So when he finished, my first question was, wow, so where did you get your PhD? Start back. Then he say, you know, some Americans, I said, in what area did you research on? The guy could not even make one good sentence in English. And yet he's bishop doctor. I said, so which organization consecrated you a bishop? Nobody. So, so you know what they, they were doing? Do, do you know the girl they were fighting over? They, the two of them have managed to get an American lady, a missionary. And, and the two of them, so the girl had to make a choice between the two. Who to marry? And he went with another somebody called Bishop. And rushed and engaged the girl in a hotel and put a ring on the girl's finger. And this bishop said, I bless the two of you, you are married. And this desperate American girl, I said, since you came first, you are married. You have married. So, and then this guy came later and tried to say, no, 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 no. I'm the one you have been talking to for a long time. But then he, now he has to come and tell me that this guy is taking his wife. And when you see him on Facebook, don't take care. You resign from your senior pastor and go and start something on Facebook. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I brought a guy. A guy came to visit us in church. I said, it would be good for me to let him give closing prayer. And I called him. Man of God, come and give closing prayer. That's when he was gave his phone to one of the boys he was working with. They told, said something to him. Then he climbed the stage. Then we're in there. We're in, at the ship, uh, Ford Worship Center. He climbed the stage. And then said, before I pray, I want you to know that I am honored to have been called by my uh, daddy to be here. And the guy was taking pictures. Came around to the stage behind him. Took the pictures of the crowd. Got down. Took pictures. Then did a closing prayer. The next thing I saw was on Facebook. I was, un- I was very honored when I was invited by Bishop to speak. Hey! At where? So, don't follow trends. These Gollywood and Nollywood girls are pretending they are rich. And they are <laughs> borrowing people's things to take pictures. Dr. Tabel said that if we take photos of your food and yourself in aeroplane, you are, you are, did he say you are idiot or you are not intelligent? 
You are a low-level thinker. And put it on Facebook. Don't follow those things. Know something? Follow your conviction. Follow your... God should have told you something. You should know something. You should be in this church based on the conviction. Based on the conviction. God brought me here for a certain reason. But if you are in this church for a conviction, even if your husband leaves, you won't leave. Even if your wife leaves, you won't leave. How much more a friend will leave and pull you out? The gentleman I grew up with, that I led to Christ, that I grew up with, the same church, still plays the same role in this church. We are like twin brothers. He has never crossed his church. Come here and work with me. He knows that if he comes here, I'll make him a pastor. His church, he's not even a deacon. He's still the same over 30 years ago in that church. He's in the music department. The same person. But he's in that church for a certain conviction. In life, if you don't have a conviction, like mommy and I, it's not like we don't have challenges in our marriage. We do. But do you know what keeps us going? She believes that she married according to the will of God wanted her to marry me. I also believe God wanted me to marry her. It is that conviction that has kept us out to 29 years. <laughs> Whatever you don't believe you were asked by God to do to become shaky. The little wind will blow you away. The little thing will shake you. But in life, people who are people that have conviction in what they do. Don't follow the crowd. Follow your conviction. Task, task, job. So the first one is talking. The one is trending. The next one is what? Tasking. Listen, listen. Don't do somebody's job because the person is that job. He may have been cut up for it. I me, mean, eh? When it comes to training and development, forget. Even if I lie down, I dream, I wake up, I, I can dream it. So, oh, daddy is doing it. Let me also do it. You will fail. Listen, we are all, we are all wired, function different. I told you when I was growing up, all the boys in Adabraka were playing football. At that time, Ghana's football was very big. If we get a chance to play for Accra House of Folk or Kotoko or Olympics or Bofuakwa or... I mean, every team was big. Every team had a crowd. It was like the premiership. Yes, we didn't have a nice stadium. But it was nice. Crowd. And everybody wanted to be a footballer. But I also started training to be a footballer. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Look at me. I started trained to be a footballer. My friends became, one of my friends became the captain of Accra House of Go, the community. Was one year ahead of me in middle school. And he became the captain of Accra House of Go. Some ended playing for Blaster. One was called PP. I mean, we used to call ourselves with our local names. We played for the Black Stars, went outside to play. My friends, I could see them. But me, me, 
Oh, when the referee blows the whistle, I don't hear. Sometimes I used to tackle my own player. For me, football was the ball. Get the ball. It doesn't matter who is having the ball. Just get it. I wasn't wired for it. Never was I ever wired to play football. So you see, you don't do things because others are doing it. Even in preaching, God has called me to preach a certain message to a certain group of people. I can never preach on certain topics, no matter how you force me. And so God will bring me those group of people that I need to finish. He will force me, preach on this small, preach on this small, you will distort, will distort the flow of the Holy Ghost. I, are you here? So I, I have stayed on course because of conviction. This is what I've been called to do. Let me move on to the next one. So the, the ninth one, because I want to make sure we don't stay beyond 8 o'clock. Now the ninth one is what I call the new leaves attitude. Repentance from sin. Now some people begin their new year by repenting from their sins and asking the Lord, Father, I want to become a new. Second Chronicles 7 verse 1 says, If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will, I will forgive their sin and restore their land. You no, know, one of the things you need to do at the beginning of every year is to go into a covenant of holiness with God and tell God that, Father, this particular sin that I'm struggling with. I have come before you. Help me. Don't let me cross the new year. When I was young, 31st December watch night service was not about prophecies and was not about um, 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 this will happen for you. And this was, it was about your zeal, renewing your zeal, coming before the Lord, asking him to forgive you of every sin. In those days, when we say the Egyptians, you, you see, you will see them no more. We're not talking about witches and wizards. We're talking about sins. But today, 31st watch night has become a center for political prophecies. Not for people to turn into a new leaf. The preaching of holiness and repentance at 31st December watch night services will cause people to leave your church. If you want your 31st December watch night service to be, to be very popular, eh? massage people's ego and let them feel powerful. The two, two messages that are very, very popular. Ego massaging. Where they put it inside new, new Christian realities. Because God died for you. You cannot be sick. And if you are sick, you can be like this. You can overcome this. And you can do this. And you must have a, a certain life. They massage your ego. Let you feel so big. Bigger than life. That's why almost every charismatic Christian is rude. And arrogant. And they can't. I'm telling you. When, when Mommy and I rented a house in Teshin. That uncompleted building. Another charismatic couple came to rent a house around us. On the same compound. I told mommy that 
will have problems with this. If you like watch, all the unbelievers will never have problems with them. That's why I said charismatic, we are taught to be arrogant. We are taught to have a certain mindset of superiority complex over unbelievers. Then because we are also power drunk, we, when, when a sermon is making you more powerful, feel it, you feel it. And the people who are teaching you don't cover your nose. COVID will not catch you. Are taking drugs. They are drugs that they have access to. That when they take those drugs, when they don't cover their nose, the drug is waiting for the COVID to enter. Kill it. You cannot afford that one. There are drugs costing five thousand dollars that people can just get the COVID today, inject, and tomorrow they are out working. You not even notice it. You will not even notice it. But what is important, my friend, is that the most important thing you must do in your Christian life is to have a kind of holy living with God. The beginning of the year is the time for you to call your side chick and tell your side chick that I am not entering the new year with you. I want to focus on my wife. I want to focus on my wife. If the girls are side chicks, what are the men who are chasing both wives? That's what? They are side goats. You are even giving them. They are goats. Goats. Nonsense. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 31st is where you must turn into a new leaf. Where you must vow and tell God, Father, Father, pornography, not again. In 2021, no more. Instead of just coming to the first you are a pornographic addict. You are cheating on your wife. You are not paying your tithe. You are sleeping with your girlfriend when you are not married to, and boyfriend when you are not married to. And in 31st December, that is not what you are talking about. What you are talking about, Lord, uh, my bishop has declared multiplication. Multiply me. Multiply the fornication. Multiply, <laughs> multiply the gossip. Which one is God going to multiply? Ask God to multiply me. God knows that He can trust me with multiplication. But can He trust you with multiplication? Can God trust you with multiplication? Can He? Can He? Can He? If you want to attain a certain attitude this year, vow make a covenant with God. Make a covenant with God. Make a covenant. Tell God, Father. I am promising you my devotion. My devotion. I will do it every day. I will do it every day. These are things you should be telling God at the beginning of the year. I said, prayer, the focus of your prayer should not be you asking God what God can do for you. It is you asking God, Father, what can I do for you? What will thou have me do for you? The reason why Paul became the greatest of all the apostles, even though he didn't meet Jesus, was this question he asked Jesus when he met him on the road to Damascus? He said, Lord, what would that have me do for you? He said, uh-huh. Peter and John have brought their mother to come and ask Jesus who to negotiate for seats in heaven. 
at the right hand and left hand. But Paul said, what would that have me do? What would that have me do? He came in late. He did not meet Jesus. He did not see Jesus preaching. But yet, the greatest of all the apostles. Just one prayer. What would that have me do? What would that have me do? These are the things we should be thinking about in the new year. If you want God to... Godly principles, eh? Godly principles. Please. Um, I don't know whether you can do this for me, but Joshua chapter chapter 1, I want to read from verse 6. Uh, that was, is it possible? Can you change on this one? I'll come back to this. If it's not possible, just let me know. Can we just change and come back? We cannot. We can. Okay, so I'm waiting. I want to show them something. I just want to show them something. Okay, what's your waiting? Let me read this scripture. Proverbs 14, verse 9. Now, fools mock at making amends for sin, but goodwill is found among the upright. Fools mock at making amends for Do you know what that means? What it means is that get ready. If after this sermon, you decide you are not chasing girls again, you are not, you are not watching pornography again, you are not drinking again, you are not doing all the things you do again, your friends will mock you. But why, why would they mock you? Because they are fools. Fools mock at making amends for sin. When you are making amends for sin, fools will mock at you. They will laugh at you. Oh, you don't have money now. You say you are stopped chasing girls. It's money you don't have. You don't have money. You say you are not drinking again. It's money you don't have. They will make mockery of you. But if nobody has made mockery of you for being holy for God, haven't tried enough. The Bible says in your struggle against sin, you have not struggled enough at the point of shedding blood. You have not done it enough at the point of shedding blood. In other words, you can, you must struggle against sin. You must fight that sin. You must deal with that sin. You can't get me that scripture, eh? I see you nodding your head. I don't know whether you are saying you cannot or you can. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Now, strong and courageous because you will lead these people. The land I saw to their forefathers give them. No, go, go on. Strong and be very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from the eight, from eight to the right or to the left. That you may be successful wherever you go. That you may be successful wherever you go. You see, obedience will make you successful wherever you go. Obedience will make you successful wherever you go. I said, success is a combination of the grace of God, right set of attitudes. That's so wherever you go. Can we read more? Can we read more? Do not let this book of the law. Depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. And you see, you have to be careful to do it. In other words, line upon line. You have to, you have to study it. And do everything written. Then, listen, then you will be prosperous and successful. Now, is that another word? Prosperous and successful. Can we go to nine? That is, prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Don't be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Because you see, to be obedient among a group of disobedient friends, you need courage. 
who try to dare to be different, you need courage. You need courage. You truly need courage. Try to dare to be different. Let me see verse 10. Whether Are we finished? We are finished. Okay, okay, okay. okay. So, so go back to my sermon. So are you following what I'm teaching? Are you following what I'm teaching? Okay, so let's go to the next one. Now, 10. 10. The mere talker's attitude. The mere talker's attitude. Proverbs 14, verse 23. All hard work brings a profit. But mere talk leads only to poverty. So you're either hardworking or you're just talking about hardworking. Me, eh? I'll do this, I'll do this. Brother, I have no right to tell us what you will do. This. If what you said you would do last year, you could not do it. You see, bragging is a right. Boasting is a right. You must earn it. If you have no history of achievement, you cannot talk of what you are going to achieve. That is a mere talk. That is mere talk. Last two years, you said you would build a house. Not even buy a land. Last year, you jumped from saying you would buy a house, now say you would build an estate. When you did, could not even buy a land. Now this year, you say you would build a country. <laughs> that is a mere talk. That is a, a mere talk leads to poverty. People who succeed and achieve, they don't talk plenty of you see them. How many times have you seen? How many times have you seen it granting granting interviews? How many times have you seen? Have you? I mean, real successful in this country. Eh, there are people who are rich who have billions of dollars. You will see them. Even their children, you don't see them. And you see some small boys. Get some thousand dollars. They are noisy everywhere. Everywhere. I'm telling you, there are people with real money. They don't talk. Because they are not mere talkers. They are they are action. They are they are they are they are action oriented. They achieve things. And whatever they talk about, you can see it. It's there, it's sitting down there. I said to you, beginning of the year, I'm moving you to a new place. I said to you. God said, Mommy and I should finance it, and we are going to finance it, and I will move you. They are here. Don't you like it? Eh? We are here. And it's only a tip of the iceberg. But we are in a journey. We are going somewhere. And this is just sample. Somebody was just telling me that last year we wanted to do Cross Crystal Festival. I'm going to block this street. Just here. Just in front. I'm going to block this street and bring gospel artists to an all night worship Cross Crystal Festival. And the COVID came, lockdown, we couldn't do it. And I was reminding me that, that when we brought the TWMA people, come and show them where we want to block. 
I remember you standing on the street very soon buying houses here. When we talk, it's not mere talk, it's prophecy. Are you here? We, we prophesy. It's when we say those things, eh? You should buy into it. For instance, when I stand here and I say very soon, I'll buy all the houses here. You should say, you see, that's what we call the word of prophecy and the spirit of prophecy. The word of prophecy is for a particular person, but the spirit of prophecy is for everyone. So you can buy, you can plug, you can connect to somebody's prophecy. I saw you into it. Are you here? My pressure. So please, don't be a mere talker. Work. Work hard. Mister, girls, Sunday I'll deal with some serious issues. But for now, let me tell you, all the young girls here, all the young girls here, I want to tell you, I'm always on your side. I'm always, maybe because I grew among five sisters. My big brother traveled very early. So I grew up with my five sisters in the same room. Let me tell you, girls, a man who talks with that action is as useless as the word use. Don't follow that man. I'm telling you. Every day I'll do this. And I'll do that. And this will happen. Talk is cheap. Talk is cheap if it is not backed by action. The talk that is expensive is the one that is backed by action. I have noticed something. There's some noise at the upstairs. Are you okay? You're fine? I have noticed something. If you have people, eh, that keep talking, that keep promising, that keep promising, hiding something, I assure you, people that keep talking, and keep promising, I'll do this, I'll do this, I'll do this. They're hiding something. Don't depend on those people. Young ladies, do you understand? Let them show you, you see, listen. A man's performance today has a history. Don't despise his performance, but don't ignore his history. Why are you where you are today? There's a history to it. When mommy met me, my performance was not impressive. But my history was good. That where this boy has come from, to where he has gotten to, then I can trust that he's going somewhere. So your past, your performance, defines your potential. So whilst I will not ask any girl to despise any man's performance today, please, you can predict the person's potential by looking at the person's past. If he has done nothing in his past and depends on excuse, blames his father, blames his mother, blames people around him for his performance, run away from that man. He will see for his downfall. Okay. So, number 11. The timetableless attitude. I love these people. Timetableless attitude. I love these people. These people start the year doing a Christmas service. Why? There is time for everything. Season for every activity under the heaven. Schedule their life. By the first quarter of this year, 
should be doing this and I should get here. By the second quarter of the year, this should happen. By the third quarter of the year, I should be doing this. By the fourth quarter of the year, I should be here. And they work hard towards entertainment. They have a plan. They know who to spend their time with, where to spend their time, and how to spend it. They're not just running away the time. Spend all your life on Facebook. Spend all your life watching TV. Nothing. Nothing. Have a certain schedule. These are timetableless attitude. Anybody who knows how to manage his time becomes successful. Can I tell you something? Let me tell you something. This year, the only thing you have in common, everybody, is time. Nobody has 25 hours in a day. Everybody has 24 hours. Nobody, the rich doesn't have 48 hours in a day. The rich cannot buy time. It's the same thing that we all have. The same time. At the end of the year, between me and you, between you and your brother sitting beside you, how your time was spent. And while away around, sit around with gossip, gossip all you can, talk about everybody except yourself, but you have no value for yourself, you have placed no value on yourself, the only people who, who have placed value on themselves are the people you talk about. Today, somebody is not married. Somebody, somebody that came to church with some shoe. And there's nothing about you. You have nothing to talk about. You cannot even talk about a mere achievement, simple achievement. You cannot talk about it. Like they say, when you are pointing to someone with one finger, all your four fingers are pointing back at you. Get time to blah. Handle your time. Don't wake up in a single without having a plan for your life. So if you can't spend a day without a plan for your life, imagine having a whole day without a plan, a whole year without a plan. Finally, finally, Bob, mass attitude. Smart people. I want you to finish my talk. Put it down. Look at Matthew 13, verse 4. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. And then in his joy, went and sold all he had. But that failed. Put everything down. Don't write again. I want there is a treasure hidden somewhere around you. Let's find it. And when you find that treasure, sell everything you have to buy. There might be one something that will cost you everything this year. But that is why you have been looking for all your life. And you don't find this anywhere. You find it. The, the king is like a man 
Who found a treasure hidden in a field? Hidden in a field. Listen. Do you know why? Are you okay? The sound there. Eh? Now, do you know why? See, mommy is all my all in all. But mommy is a field that I found a treasure in. Sold everything. Get her. Are you here with me? There must be something. There must be something that has a hidden treasure in it. I have a number of staff in my office. Some will stay, some will go, but some will find my office is a field. Some will find a hidden treasure. And some can say, I can build a successful career here. They will let go all their vision and stick around. I have a lot of pastors. Not all the pastors will find a hidden treasure in this church. Not all of them. But some will say, I found a hidden treasure here. Let me let go everything and be here. Left Europe. Lord opportunities came. Found a hidden treasure. On the I let go everything. I lost friends. I lost a lot of things. Mommy lost a job. We let go everything because when you find a hidden treasure, you must learn to sell everything you have. Buy it. Hidden treasure. Are you here? Those who are not married, until you find a hidden treasure in that woman, don't give in your everything. There must be a hidden treasure. When I was talking to mommy's spiritual mentor, the man was telling me this girl. Age. A girl that can hold, that can hold all night alone on a park and pray till the next day. A girl that when she is paid, she takes us a transport. When she was living with her sister, her sister will cook food for her to eat. She takes her a transport to go to work and shares her salary for the pastors. So every pastor in the church was getting small money from her at the end of every month. Said I have found a hidden treasure. Say I came to this Bible school as a field, but I found a hidden treasure. I've stuck with her for twenty. You know why I've stuck with her for twenty nine years? Because I sold everything, but the field, I had that treasure. So I have nothing again to look up to. Until something engages your mind, your heart, your everything, so that you let everything go, you never become successful. There is a hidden treasure around a field you find yourself in. But you don't know. There's, until you look for it, you can't find it. If a man and a woman to live in a new place. Story of a man and a woman who moved to live. Then the first weekend, woman just told the man, I'm going to the salon. The man said, you going to the salon at where we left? It's up on an hour drive from here. He said, oh no, there's a salon just across the street at where we live now. The man was like, how did you find the salon? The man couldn't find it. But he had no need for a salon. 
But the woman found it. But the woman had need for it. Why you are not looking for, you cannot find. Are you here? Why you are not looking for, you cannot find. The Bible didn't say the man chance on a treasure. Say the man found a treasure. He was looking for it and found it. One day when Nana was small, mommy was going to feed it. The baby asked me to get, I went to get water from the fridge. So I took the water, came back, drank my water. Then when she was missing the food, she asked me, honey, do we have milk in the fridge? I said, no. Call the lady house to get us milk from the store. She brought the milk. Then the lady opened the milk, poured the milk to the baby. The rest that was left, they were putting it back in the fridge. The lady opened it. Said, ah, mommy, there is milk in the fridge. And you made me open another milk. The mommy turned to me and said, honey, but you said there was no milk in the fridge. I went looking for water, not milk. You can't find what you are not looking for. I used to, when I finished O-Levels, I was always at American Information Center. There used to be a very popular magazine called Ebony. Oh, that was where you used to see Eddie Murphy, Asinio Hall, all those guys. I used to go and read about them and I used to like this hat I've been wearing. They used to, you know, with suits and shorts. And long, ah, I was desiring things. I felt there was nothing good in Ghana. I need to travel. I need to go. I spent almost all my time at American Information Center until I went to Bible school. I finally got said, okay, you want, you feel there's nothing good in this country. Travel and see. I traveled outside this country, came back poorer than I went. And God said, the problem is not where you are located. The problem is what you are not looking for. You are not looking for anything. You are not looking for There are enough opportunities in Ghana for your life to change. That is what changed my life. This year, this year, there are too many opportunities for work. Too many opportunities. Prayerfully look for it. Pray about it. Fast about it. Wait upon the Lord about it. Ask the Lord to open your eyes to see that, that treasure in that field. Ask the Lord to open your eyes to see that treasure in that field. How did I know that there is a treasure in education? How did I know education is a field? I found a treasure there. And I focused on it. This evening I just spoke to my vice president. I said, Prof, I just discussed something with him. This is why I want us to focus. Because I will just direct his attention to a treasure in this field. A treasure. Never forget this. Success do not happen to people. It will happen to success. God bless you. Thank you for coming. <laughs>